This is Secrets of the Unknown on Beyond the Airwaves, The Infinity Project. Good evening, everybody. It's Wednesday night on Beyond the Airwaves, The Infinity Project, and that means it's time for Secrets of the Unknown. I am Red Ranger Tim, your host for tonight, and joining me on the line are two of my crazy cohorts. First off, we have our Oddball Extreme. How you doing, Medea? I am doing fine. Tired, but fine. And we have our AC Magician. How you doing, darling? I'm doing fine. I just have a little dog, a little dog using my foot for a pillow. <laughs> oh, gotta look, gotta, gotta love that. Oh uh, yeah. Tonight we're going to be talking about uh, another one of those places, kind of like Mineral Springs. It's kind of not superly well-known nationwide, but it's absolutely positively haunted. And it's a place that's, oh, I'd say maybe two, three-hour drive from here, I suppose, if I had the means of actually going there. And yeah, that's let's going see. to be the, the uh, Farrar Schoolhouse in Farrar, mm-hmm. Iowa. Which is, I checked it out, it's about 23 miles northeast of Des Moines. That's correct. About 23 miles northeast of Des Moines, Iowa. So if you know where Des Moines is on the map, just look just a little bit to the northeast. Now, Farrar itself, the, uh, the town, only has a population of about 30 people, and it's shrinking. So we're talking about a place that, for all I know, may just drop off the map in a number of years. I don't know. But when you think about places that are haunted, the types of places. What comes to mind? Big scary mm-hmm. houses. Big scary, yeah. Big scary houses. What else? Um, old cemeteries. Uh, yeah. Old cemeteries. Um, cemeteries can be, yeah. I think the word you're looking for, Shirley, is sanitariums. Sanitarium. Sorry. Or. Or asylums or hospitals. Mm-hmm. What if I what if I told you that tonight's subject is a school, or more precisely, an elementary school? What? Ooh. That's interesting. You don't see too many haunted elementary schools. No. These days. Mm-mm. Would you also blame me? And I'll go over this again when I go over the the, um, the short history of the property. That it was in use as recently as 2002. Hmm. Didn't know that. It was. So let's uh, let's talk about uh, what's called the haunting at Ferrar. What? The haunting, the haunting at, at Ferrar. At Ferrar. F A R R A R. I'm going to Ferrar. drop. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to drop uh, a link here into the Facebook chat. This is actually the quote official end quote website of the school. Now, note the school has not been in operation in about 17 years, but it is privately owned now and has been open for a few years for paranormal investigations. So it is currently considered private property. 
This is the about page on hauntingatferrar.com, which goes into a good bit of detail about the history of the property. The story mm-hmm. of the property goes back to 1919 when C.G. Geddes agreed to donate six acres of his farm to merge the area's one-room country schoolhouses. The school boards voted and created the Washington Township Consolidated School District. The cornerstone inscribed with the year 1921 was set, and the dedication ceremony commenced on April 1st of 1922. The schoolhouse filled with citizens from miles around. An orchestra played on stage in the auditorium as a banquet served the hundreds in attendance. Not all citizens were behind the new building with its $100,000 price tag. One disgruntled citizen refused to attend the celebration, calling it a, quote, monument to the arrogance and vanity of the school board, end quote, with its boiler heating, electric lights, and indoor bathroom facilities, which I should point out, when the building was built, this was the first building to have those kinds of amenities. Because back in those days, you didn't have all that. And I'm assuming that this citizen probably thought it was just a waste of money, considering we have all these one-room schoolhouses. But I disagree. Looking back in the past, I'd say that would be monumental for its time. On May 3rd of 2002, once again, the band played, a banquet served the hundreds in attendance, and sadly, the 80-year-old schoolhouse closed its doors for the last I'll time. I'll be back on direct connect. Okay. All right. I think they just got Okay. And there's our, all right. I believe our guest has arrived. Uh, Good evening. Hello. How's things going? Hey, Good. Chuck. Hello. I'd like, welcome, I'd like to welcome author Chuck Banks to the show. He's our guest for tonight. Welcome to the show, Chuck. Hey, sorry, I'm running, uh, just running a little bit late. Uh, I had, had some uh, phone issues or whatever, so I'm sitting outside uh, in, in my car, and, uh, and and I've got good cell service here. Good. Oh, good. I, I was, as I was long as it's getting cell out. service. Yeah. Yes, but, yeah. I'm just going through a brief history of Ferrar at the moment here, Chuck. Um I just got to the point where they literally just closed the school in 2002. I'm reading this off their official website. It says, uh, going on, after sitting abandoned for five years, Jim and Nancy Oliver purchased the building in 2006. It quickly became apparent they were not alone. Voices, shadow people, and orbs were common. Nancy became unsteady on the stairs when a hand on her shoulder helped her catch her balance. She turned to thank her husband for the help, only to find no one there. The dark, distinct outline of a small boy was sighted on the well-lit stairway, ascending into the gymnasium. The boy appeared to be about three foot six, with one foot on each step and holding onto the handrail. The figure stayed motionless for almost two seconds before disappearing. And then blah, blah, blah. And it goes on to talk a little bit about about Ferrar itself and how the population is shrinking and runs off a list of people who have investigated. Uh, Chuck, if I'm not mistaken, uh, didn't you visit there with uh, one of the paranormal groups you uh, accompany at times? You know, I, I, I had the opportunity to visit with, uh, you know, Will and Jacqueline Conkle. You know, Will's kind of, uh, he, he was the caretaker for Ferrar for, for many, many years. I, I had the the chance to, to to meet both the owners as well. I 
I think I think um, I had uh, four or five different visits to Farrar at uh, at varying points in the last five or six years. Wow, I, I would still love to make a trip from here in the Quad Cities out to Farrar. Kind of like with Mineral Springs, I feel kind of drawn to it because it's an elementary school, and when I think of places that have some of the darker activity, like up on the third floor of the, of the school, I don't think of that in an elementary school. That's kind of what you know, draws me out. You know, Tim, it's, it's 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 one of those uh, it's one of those places that it's quite different uh, each time you go. And uh, you know, I I would uh, I would have to say almost beyond our you know beyond any doubt. That uh, the Ferrar Schoolhouse uh, has that ability uh, to spark in, you know, like like if anyone has any gifts, or if anybody, you know, has has any activity at home. A lot of times, it's kind of a lightning rod for 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 those types of experiences. That's the impression I got when I watched uh, Seth Bones, The Haunting at Ferrar documentary on Amazon Prime, and uh, also reading. Uh, the chapter in Katie Hopkins's book, Seeking Spirits, Opening the Empathic Door, which I just recently acquired my own copy of said book. And she details in a great deal, and this is a little too long for me to read on the air, but she details an incident in there when she uh, was investigating with the group at the time, and she went into the janitor's closet on the staircase landing leading from the first floor to the second floor. And if I remember correctly, and I'm looking speed reading through here, I think she got pushed out of that. In my uh, in, in in my very first Midwest Paranormal Road Trip, uh, I, I have a chapter that's uh, you know it has everything to do uh, with Ferrar. You know the Ferrar Schoolhouse itself. It gives uh, gives some a little bit of history. And it talks about you know a couple of my experiences there. You know my my experience on the third floor. Was probably one of the most uh, the the most intense events because of my uh, you know basically my run in with what I would call the shadow man and uh, it's it, it, it's 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 crazy anytime that you see things visually with your eyes and it's right there in front of you and uh, yeah it's it, it's definitely it's definitely got a uh, a, a a whole what do you call it uh, it, it's it's just a whole different world when you look at uh, you know, hauntings, this, that, and the other, and you think, well, why on earth would the, uh, you know, the Ferrar Schoolhouse be haunted? Well, you know, it's it's kind of like, why why on earth would my uh, would my house here in Southeast Iowa, you know, be haunted? It's one of those unexplained events, and it, it's it, it's just exciting to be able to uh, you know to investigate such a site, and uh, and and to be welcomed, you know, you know what I mean, with the uh, with the owners and and this, that, and the other. And it is worth noting that uh, Jim and Nancy Oliver do live on property. So if anybody listening wants to go check it out, bear in mind, as usual, you don't want to trespass, get permission, and all that stuff. And they do have information on the hauntingatferrar.com website about how you can, you know, pay for a trip, book a trip, and so forth. And speaking of the Shadow Man, that's the one thing that really caught my attention while I was watching Seth's documentary because even if – to me, if the school is haunted, the last thing I would think would be a dark and negative presence in the building. But one thing they said uh, a couple of times during there was that uh, 
it seems like a lot of the haunting and a lot of the activity is, seems to be centered around the principal, and his name was Wes. And one of the investigators, uh, I didn't I didn't jot down his name, unfortunately, and I don't want to go look it up right now. He said that uh, he he was up on the third floor, and he actually saw like a, a basically a shadow person that manifested itself into a solid human being, and that that was the principal. Another guy yet, said uh, the principal, he had his arms crossed, he was wearing a suit, and was sneering down his nose at him. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, is it, is it really the principal or is it, you know, something else entirely? Yeah, you, 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 you know what I mean? Because there, there, there have been, you know, mentions of, you know, whether it's the janitor, whether it's the, you know, the, the shadow man himself and the principal and, you know, the, the, the woman that, uh, the, the female teacher that greets you, you know, on, on, on your way in, inside the front doors. Um, it, it's, it, it's one of those things, uh, you know, if you believe in portals, Tim, I, I would say that this is a place that represents, you know, that that type of a uh, an intelligent haunting. I actually do believe in portals, although I I don't I haven't seen a whole lot of cases, and just from what I've looked into and read about, where I would see one. The Smurl haunting is another one I think has a, a either a portal or a vortex or both, but that's a whole other whole other ball. But I'm not surprised that something like that might be on the third form just because it seems like that's where a lot of the negative energy is coming from. And uh, let's see, here's another. Now, here's something that was that was talked about in the documentary, and I'm curious what you think about this. Uh, it was said that of all the activity of the dark figures and, and the interaction. Uh, interaction is the most prevalent and tends to be a man from another time period named Wes. But I think Wes, in that sense, is the principal because obviously it's not a, a present day principal. So, have you ever encountered have you ever encountered Wes yourself when you were out there? You know, it's uh, it's it, it, it's really hard to tell. You know, I I can remember encountering a uh, a, a teacher in her forties. Uh, I can I can also remember you know encountering you know uh, a, a psychic medium that had passed away, uh, you know I I I, I did have a, you know an experience with a very tall shadow man, you know Will Conkle and I kind of joked that uh, you know it could be him in another dimension, but uh, you know that that that's neither here nor there. As far as the principal, the only interaction that I ever got uh, up in the principal's office was the door. That was located beside us. Uh, John Goins, uh, Jamie Messett with Moth, uh, you know, were sitting with me, and the and the door would open, open and close. But as far as, as far as you know, seeing an actual principal in in a suit, uh, Tim, I, I I never experienced anything like that. I had uh, somebody else said they they saw a man's face well up on the third floor. I'm assuming that, that they believe that to be the principal. And then uh, Megan Campbell of CCPI said that she was up on the third floor and she was having feelings of being violated. 
I don't remember to what extent she may have elaborated on that. And, uh, you know, when you mentioned possibly whether it could be the principal, whether it could be the janitor, it was noted in the documentary that the, there was a perverted janitor that people had had run-ins with. So I wonder if that might be who she was feeling at the time. That, that's one of those things that, uh, you know, I, I, I've been in contact with uh, Will, and, Will and Jacqueline, and I, uh, I, I, can't, I can't comment on that. You know, you know what I'm saying, uh, Tim? That's one of those things yeah. that, um, you know, I, I, I definitely don't want to per- perpetuate, uh, you know. Sure, it's, there, there's obviously a possibility. There, there have been, you know, rumblings in the community or whatever about that, but uh, – I, I, I can't definitively state that, so so therefore, you know what I mean, I, I kind of have to stay away from that uh, aspect. Mm-hmm. It, they, uh, it also showed in the documentary uh, that, I'm a, uh, and they specifically called it this, that uh, Jesse Hall, I'm assuming is Seth's brother, had, was t- supposedly taken over by the darker side of the principal, I don't know if that's technically possession necessarily and they had to kind of coax him to push the principal spirit out of him I you know if there's I, anything I, like that um the 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 only the only you know uh the the physical vibration that I got one night is uh it, it actually happened down in the basement where I was scratched uh, you know, I was with uh, Alan Cornelison and, and, and that group, and uh, Alan thought that I had some type of an Indian medicine wheel. You know, you know what I'm saying? That was kind of branded in, uh, you know, the, the, the right side, uh, right right above my, uh, you know, rear end. Um, but but I, I've never, ever felt a, a strong, dark force trying to take over, you know what I mean, the human body, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and and amazingly enough, that was of all the of all the websites and articles I've read about the hauntings in the building. This was the only time I'd seen anything mentioned about somebody being taken over or using the word possessed loosely here. Yeah, yeah. That, now, that the now, person that you're talking to is not themselves. Now there was there there was a situation where we had uh, you know someone that would be an unbeliever, a skeptic. Uh, they they were down in the basement, uh, you know. They didn't believe in it, and, and they were kind of coercing, uh, you know, whatever whatever was there, uh, Tim. And that person was actually physically pushed to the ground. I mean, I mean, you know, any any time any time that somebody's going to coerce or, you know, what I mean, challenge, you know, the the spirit in that manner. I mean, sure, sure, those things can happen. Uh, but it, but it, you know, Ferrar is one of those truly majestical places. That you're gonna have activity with, you know, when it, when you show up, it's it, it's a haunted location. But the interesting facet is, is that every time you go, it's a little bit different, you know. So so that tells me that, you know, uh, that that perhaps it's not a, you know, you know, sure there's gonna be resident spirits that are gonna be located in the Ferrar schoolhouse, but but I also see, you know, a lot of wayward strangers that that uh, they, they, that kind of make their way in and out of Ferrar. Hello. Yeah, I, we're I, here. I'm still here. I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm just reading something I'm about ready to share with the, 
with my colleagues here. Um, let me go ahead and drop this link in our in our Facebook chat so you guys can look at it. This is an article from Fringe Paranormal's website from back in 2013 that, and that in part talks about when I was talking earlier about Katie Hopkins having that experience on the, the second floor landing. Uh, this has her maiden name, Hass, uh, but it says, Katie Hass, also with PSI, entered a storage closet and suddenly felt unexplained anger. This was very unusual for Hass and was affecting her to the point of balling her fists. There was no reason for the sudden rage. She began questioning those close to her because she couldn't figure out the cause and was worried that she may need some kind of counseling. Hass went to a spiritual healer. She told the healer she was a paranormal investigator but did not mention visiting the school. The healer somehow knew and told her that was the cause. She also asked if Hass was in a storage closet when the anger began. The healer told her that an entity at the school connected with her energy and is not a nice spirit. So it sounds like there's some cases of attachments going on, at least to some extent at Farrar. Yeah, you, you know the the attachment stuff is uh, you know it's it's pretty near and dear to my heart because obviously I've uh, you know I, I've done a lot of extensive research when it comes to spiritual attachments, uh, spiritual oppression, stuff like that, especially in my book Death the Saga. Um, and and again, you know it, it's it, it, it's merely my uh, interpretations and my experiences with Farrar, but I, you know, can it? Can it be a, a, a conduit uh, that, that that can lead to negatives, this, that, and the other? Absolutely. You know, you know, just just like any time that you're, uh, you know, you're you're every time you poke the bear, right, Tim? When it when it comes yeah. to this thing called, uh, you know, the paranormal, sometimes sometimes things can happen. I remember talking to Katie about it, and and it was a very profound experience for her. Uh, and you know, per, perhaps it was one of those things where it's, uh, you know, when, when you're awakening, uh, you know, to, to the spiritual realm and, and you have these abilities. And Katie's got some amazing, amazing abilities. Per, perhaps this was just something that was, uh, you know, amping up her, her spiritual development. I don't know. That That's just a possibility. Hmm. Let's see. In this uh, YouTube link I'm putting in the Facebook chat, is actually a video of when Katie was about to walk into the principal's office on the third floor, and she actually got pushed back out of it. Okay. The short, short twenty-nine, short twenty-nine second clip there. So you can kind of get a feel for what Chuck and I are talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it took place right after Cheryl Ann Fletcher was pushed back from going into the principal's office, and it sounds like Katie's like right. Like one step outside the door, and she gets pushed. Mm-hmm. And 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 correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, but I think Ferrar happened to be uh, the number one in my top ten book, my very first Midwest Paranormal Road Trip. It was, it was, and and I do have my copy of the of that book here in front of me. I also have his uh, Chuck's book, Death Saga, uh, off to the side here. But yeah, number one was Ferrar, and definitely going to be reviewing that chapter again now that I've uh, piqued interest in the building. 
And you know, you know, if, if you ever get a chance, talk to Coyote Chris Sutton, you know, and and, and Will Conkle about their their experiences, you know, of the of, of the big tree, you know, kind of out in the front. And see, see, this is this is where it kind of, uh, you know, it, it kind of aligns. Is, is is the for our schoolhouse haunted? Is there portals in the for our schoolhouse, or is it the land that's haunted? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So so there's so many things yep. at play here. Uh, it, it, it's really hard to articulate and try to pinpoint, you know, where where the actual paranormal activity is coming from. Right, because it could be that the land is haunted, but the building on top of it is not. Absolutely, uh, that that that's a possibility. But but then again, you know, I and and you know, I I'm a teacher, so you know, my uh, my my happy place is you know is is my classroom. So. You know what? Uh, what what goes to say that uh, you know good spirits don't come back and kind of check out their past life? You know, I mean, there 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 are multiple uh, ways to look at that. Oh, and by the way, it's, Janet's it's, back in. <sighs> welcome back, Janet. Hello, and welcome to the show. Shirley here is our director of radio operations, and Jan- I forgot what Janet's time was. Um, What's Janet's check. title? Media yeah, I don't, I don't, director of yeah. social media. <laughs> director of social, social media. media, I like that. <laughs> Welcome to the show, yeah. sir. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, I, I, I appreciate being here. Yeah, this, yeah, this is my uh, friend Chuck Banks. He's a he's an author. He's actually investigated at Ferrar. I'm actually got his uh, his Midwest Paranormal Road Trip book in front of me that has an entire chapter on Ferrar. Cool. Yeah, I, I seem to recall way back when I was looking at uh, researching Amityville, which for the record I believe is a hoax, and they talked about you know different theories about it being built on like an Indian burial ground or something. I would say the same thing could well be true for Ferrar, not necessarily Indians per se, but the land being haunted and just the building sitting on top of it then kind of absorbs that energy, and that's what's manifesting the, the spirits within the building. You know, Tim, you, uh, I, I would encourage you to uh, reach out to Coyote Chris Sutton, to also to Lita Keeley. Uh, you know, she's, uh, she, she's done extensive research when it comes to the hunting at Farrar. And believe it or not, there, there is a Native American presence as far as spirits uh, that, that, that roam around into that area. Now, you know, when you, when you look at Amityville, I, I, I don't necessarily believe that the, uh, that, that the house was, was haunted. I, I, I do believe that the Lutzes, uh, you know, had some spiritual attachments and those sorts of things. So, you know, I, I believe something was going on there, but, uh, but, but not to the extent, uh, you know, yeah. that, that, that you're going to see with a lot of the hope. So. Yeah. They, yeah. They say they, they concocted the whole thing with William Weber over some bottles of wine. I think it was, but we all know alcohol can amplify some of that. So maybe that's what led into it. But uh, I will actually get to see uh, Coyote Chris in November here at the Quad City Par- uh, Psychic and Paranormal Expo. And I am friends with both him and Will Conkle and Jackie, too, on Facebook. But the other one that you mentioned, uh, I've never heard of her. Alita or... Yeah, Alita. Alita is actually originally from Kansas, but she's actually uh, residing. Uh, I, I think uh, her and her family are moving into Burlington, Iowa, so they're going to be pretty close. 
Facebook? Yep, I'll I'll I'll, sh- I'll shoot you a message when I go back inside because. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'll be on and I, and I would definitely be interested in, in uh, what, what she's got to say about, Bar- about Ferrar in particular. And then uh, looking... Oh, go ahead, Jim. Did I miss anything while I was gone? Oh, you missed plenty. No, I'm <laughs> we talked about the uh, shadow man that's often seen on the, on the third floor and how we think it might be the spirit of principle from a past time. We talked a little bit about uh, a supposedly perverted janitor. We talked about the possibility of maybe a portal existing at Ferrar. A portal is basically a gateway to the other side in a way where spirits can traverse back and forth. Okay. Sorry I took so long. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. I'm, you know, I'm learning, I'm learning stuff too because Chuck's been to Ferrar. I have, I haven't. Yet. Although Will did say he, if I ever did go out there, he'd gladly meet me there and open the door for me. And I was talking to Kim Addie Purvis, and she said uh, maybe maybe they can help me get out to Ferrar sometime, so I can experience it for myself. Hey. Tim. Yeah. Have Rick and Shana been out there? You mean Mike and Shana? That's Mike. what I know of. Mike. Mike, uh, Mike, Mike actually came up uh, at the very uh, same Paracon that I was uh, that that I was at, I believe, uh, back in 2016. That's when uh, Mike and I actually first met. You know, I always have, I was meant to ask you about that, Chuck, and I never got around to it. When you and Mike first met each other, mm-hmm. um, you know it's 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 one of those things, man. You know, Ferrar has uh, ha, has the uncanny ability, uh, you know, to basically uh, it's uh, Ferrar introduced me to so many great people in the paranormal that uh, you know I, I I have to hang my hat there. You know, it's uh, it's it's one of my uh, it's one of my favorite places on the earth, uh, and and that's because of the people. Uh, that, that are associated with it. Yeah, I, def- I definitely am beginning to feel that now too. Because when I first started taking it, that's when I met Will and and Jackie and and Seth and several others that that are, that are there, and they're all wonderful people. They really are. You know, I'm I'm just a paranormal enthusiast. I don't have any known abilities or anything of the sort, but I have met so many wonderful people. Looking into these places, and that includes you as well, Chuck. Well, I appreciate that, buddy. And uh, not a bad thing to say about any of these people, and that's why I enjoy spending my spare time, you know, researching these places and, and having this show on our on the Blog Talk Radio, where I can share that with with our listeners who might be interested or who might learn a few things about uh, the unknown. Oh yeah. Because sometimes, because this is gonna sound stupid, but when Chester, my dog Chester, was alive, there's like there's a mantle over our fireplace where we got things with my dad. Of course, he died back in 1988, but ever so often Chester would bark at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
spirit has an uncanny ability to to say hello. I'm right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what That's they probably true. did with Chester. Mm-hmm. Probably your dad was telling you he was okay through Chester. That's probably Could the be. case. You know, you know, you should definitely check out uh, William Stillman's book. I forget hmm. the title of it all the time. My head. He 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 was on Edge of the Rabbit Hole and he talked about uh, spiritual communication with our pets. That might help you with uh, looking at the whole thing with Chester. Yeah. And then another another group that's been out to Florida, and, and I got to meet him when Chuck and I went to Afterlife last October, is the Ghost Research Society, and Dale Kaczmarek was at uh, Afterlife. Let me drop that link in the chat. And, and Dale, Dale is amazing. He was on our show on Alcatraz a while back. Which is when I met uh, James's uh, aunt Jeannie, who used to investigate with Shauna, who got a hold of me, and I first met her and Mike. That led to me meeting Chuck, and then everything just kind of blew up from there into nothing but pure happiness in every possible way. That's good to hear the happiness in your voice too, Jim. I I, I can't tell you how how happy I feel being a part of it the community where I can finally be open and honest about my interests and my opinions, even if they're wrong or even if they're in complete disagreement, because this has been kind of inside me for about some 20 some odd years. We agree to disagree, plain and simple. We agree to disagree, plain and simple. And this, this last, this last link here is, is on the ghost research society's website. And, uh, they, they, they talk about a lot of the same history, but they also they'll also put in here some of the things that they picked up. Uh, voices, shadow people, and orbs. This is the first place I've seen orbs being talked about. He references the, the three foot six, excuse me, tall boy that appeared on the on the uh, on the steps. And then he says, people claim to have been attacked by shadow figures on the third floor that have left red welts on their necks. Figures have been seen from the small room next to the principal's office. I think that's the door you were talking about, Chuck, the small room adjacent to it. And they said they were staring out the window. They have been observed from people standing outside the building. In the gymnasium, the sounds of cheering, running noises, laughter of kids, and multiple EVPs have been captured. In the boiler room, numerous light bulbs have exploded for no apparent reason, and it has been quite active for voices and EVPs. Hmm. And if you scroll down to the bottom of that link, they they have posted on YouTube some of the evidence that they've collected. You just click the link and play the YouTube video, and there it is. And in conclusion, he says, while nothing was captured visually on any of the cameras or camcorders, a number of interesting EVPs were captured that concerned Dave Gus. I'm not sure who Dave Gus is. Do you guys do you guys hear any uh, background inter- interference going on? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Oh, you know what? It could be my floor flan. My floor flan. 
floor <laughs> fan. I'll turn it down. <laughs> I thought I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought I heard in in the background chalk, chalk. I don't know. Maybe I'm <laughs> maybe I'm a little nuts. Chuck, did you leave? Did you let that thing out of your basement? I'm here to tell you, Tim. I'm here to tell you, Tim. After uh, after last weekend, um, you know, anything could be possible. (laughs) And and Jan, surely, I know you don't know what I'm talking about. There's like a running thing on Facebook in the community where Chuck's basement is supposedly haunted by who only knows what, and he's always sharing random pictures of. Of stuff, and I'm always asking him, Chuck, what the heck is in your basement? Well, Tim, uh, you, you know, you 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 watched my live streams, this, that, and the other. I mean, how many faces do you think come through? You know what I mean? That 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 area, and and even a half hour show. I would imagine quite a few could. Of course, I've never been to your house, much less in your basement, and so I wouldn't know. When no, the, the pictures where you're standing in the pictures of you standing in front of what I perceive perceived to be like a door going outside because it's like mm-hmm. all glass windows. Those are the ones that are most compelling, I think. Okay. I've, hey, uh, I've, I've actually, can you still hear uh, the noise? Can you still hear the noise? No. In the, good. Then it was. I can't. I can't. I can't see for. I can't. I can't see for everybody. I can't hear. I don't hear it. Okay. There I think uh, I think that was the problem. But yeah, uh, just me poking fun of Chuck. Hey, did you let that thing out of your basement? Hey, as long as you guys understand each other and enjoy yourself doing it. Oh yeah. Oh we do. Oh yeah, we we definitely do. Yeah, me, I I like paranormal stuff. I'm not, let's just say, I'm not crazy obsessive. I don't, you know, drive my whole life on it. But it's like I've always found it cute. Cur- I've always been curious. I've always been interested in it. Could I ask a question, please? What kind of entities or spirits can channel through a person? And let me explain why I'm asking. I watched this. Thing. It was supposed to be an inspiration for the movie Poltergeist. I was watching it on um, one of the satellite stations. And it took place in 1958, I think it was. These people moved into this house, and they had things like a bleach bottle exploding for no reason, um, things flying off the shelves and things like that. And they determined that the boy, their son, the son, was channeling these entities. Is it possible for that to happen? I uh, I, I personally believe that uh, it, it is very possible. Sometimes it happens with, uh, you know, uh, P, uh, puber, puber essence. Uh, you know, That's I, what I, they I, said. That's what they know. said. That It usually happens to... Um, Young people who were just going into puberty. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my, my, you know, when when my daughter, you know, was starting to uh, see, uh, you know, the, the the entity known as Bill or the entity known as William, uh, you know, at our place, uh, you know, things things started to move. Uh, you know, doors would open, uh, cabinet doors would open. Um, every every other, I, I I had a bunch of um, what do you call them? Those storage units. 
those plastic storage containers uh, downstairs, you know, each one, you know, weighing probably around 115 pounds. And all, oh, eight, of them, all eight of them were thrown over. Uh, the lights were on, the doors were on, and no one was home. Okay. Thank oh, you. Oh, wow. Thank you. But but at first, the dad thought it was the son playing a bad joke. Mm-hmm. And when the son nearly got crushed by the – he had a very large set of bookshelves in his room, and they fell over and nearly crushed him. That's when the dad started realizing that maybe there was something going on. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do, you, do you mind if I share the uh, the, the dollhouse story, Tim? Go right ahead, Chuck. Okay. Go right ahead. Thank you for thank you for your enlightening me a little. Absolutely. You know, um, when uh, I I had captured uh, an, an an entity of a little boy uh, that, that was like balding, and there was an entity that was probably about I don't know six and a half foot tall. But uh, you know, Bill, uh, you know, I, I I'd been asking my daughter who she was talking to, and in her bedroom, she said she was talking to a little boy in suspenders and a little girl in a in a pink dress. And the little girl's name was Elizabeth, and the boy was William, okay? And then, you know, I, I asked her, I said, hey, do you want to draw this? And she was five, six years old. She draws it. This, uh, these entities both have black eyes. So I immediately told her, I said, you need to stop, you know, communicating with them, tell them to stop. Uh, about two weeks after that, uh, you, you, you know those plastic dollhouses that you get at Walmart or whatever, you know? Yeah. I, 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 I put it together myself. Uh, she was playing with it upstairs one night. I was downstairs doing something, and and I I hear I hear her scream, so I immediately run upstairs, and uh, you know she her fingers cut, you know to the point to where we have to go get stitches. And then you know what what I find is I find a razor blade that looks like it's from the 1950s that uh, that, that that made its way out of the dollhouse and cut her. Okay. Now, rationality speaking, I'm thinking, well, then, you know, those SOBs from China that uh, that that made the dollhouse, you know, so, something happened. But but I had put that together. Uh, you know, I I knew those things, and and we'd already experienced, you know, some of these different crazy things that had happened. But after I told her to stop communicating with these black-eyed entities, um, she's hurt. Uh, you know, I, I I I've had so many experiences. Over the last uh, 10 to 15 years, some of them would make your head spin. But, you know, the, these things happen. Uh, they're, they're intelligent. And, and, you know, the crazy thing is, is you know, I'm, I, I'm doing this broadcast here at the end of August. And most of the time in my home, uh, it, it, it normally ramps up September. And then it's, uh, you know, it culminates around the first of the year. And then it kind of dies down here and there. But, no, I, I, I've got uh, Audible. Audible voices saying, I died, things like that. Uh, pictures of, uh, you know, like goat-looking uh, entities. Uh, pictures of dogs. You know, all, all kinds of crazy stuff. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, it's been crazy. Uh, you know, I, I, I still call it crazy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a football coach. Uh, I've been teaching for over 20 years. You know, I, I have two master's degrees, a specialist degree. And, and, I'm, and I'm still dealing, you know, with, uh, with, with a lot of these spiritual uh components and and it truly made a believer in it you know it's a it's one of those things that if you haven't experienced it you're probably going to say ah it's you know it's all bs but yeah it's 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 been a crazy crazy ride anything that can't be explained they say is bullshit yeah you know well 
But I can't. Uh, but 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 I'll be perfectly honest. I cannot explain it. But uh, but but I can tell you what I've seen is real. Well, there is so much in the world that we do not know about. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. And who are we to say whether or not it's bullshit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm willing I to keep an I open mind. Little. Me too. I remember when I was. I remember when I was little, and my mom would always tell me there's no such thing as ghosts. Well, now I've come to the realization that parents really only say that to keep their kids from being scared. Yeah. Because there are uh-huh. people out there that see these things, that hear these things, and I. This has actually happened to me. Uh, December 1st of last year when I went to a public investigation at uh, the haunted YMCA here in Rock Island, which is now Dan Viner Furniture. And, of course, Mike and Shauna had already been there and had done their thing, and they're back down by St. Louis again. And I was going up to the second floor with Kelly McCarville and her group, and we passed through the room where no no I wasn't I wasn't going yeah I was going yeah that's that's right and we went through the room where they hit I guess it used to be the old track and I guess it looks kind of like a where like a truck delivery thing would be now and I turned around and there was a light hanging from the ceiling like one of those old fashioned lights with a light bulb screwed in and. It was literally going on and off by itself. And I said, I know I'm not crazy. I'm staring it right in the face. I've seen it on TV. I've read about it in books. I know it can be done, and now I'm looking at it. I am definitely not crazy. Yeah, they say there's no such thing as ghosts, but it's just to keep the kids from being scared in their bedroom at night. I was already a believer, but now I'm even more of a believer because I watched it happen. Uh, excuse me. This is about as close as I get to an experience with spirits. It wasn't, I lost my boyfriend about 11 years ago, 12 years ago, and I was mourning. I was laying on my bed, you know, mourning. And you know how the bed kind of goes down when you sit on the edge of it? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wasn't anywhere near the edge of it, and I feel it go down. I feel it go down. And I look around and there's nobody in my room. Nobody. I was I was I told Shana this and she said it was probably him telling me not to mourn and I'm doing okay. I'm out of pain now. And just the feeling of peace went over me after that. And I think it was his spirit. It's almost trying like to tell me not to mourn. Absolutely, it's almost it's it's it, it's almost like your intuition saying, "Wow, now now I understand." Yeah. And I still miss him, but there are times when um, I see something, and I feel it's like I feel him around me. It's like I feel his presence around me. Yeah, I'll feel Dad's presence around me at times too. Yeah, I see. I see my mother in my dreams every now and then, 
and I, and I truly believe that's her visiting to check up on me because I remember when she was at the nursing home probably the week before she died, and she was with the hospice chaplain, and I was in the room with them, but I was off to the sides a little bit, and I could hear him talking to her. I couldn't hear the entire conversation. But I remember her expressing concern about who would look after me after she died. And I remember the day she died, probably not even a half hour before she did, I told her that I knew she was worried about me and that my friends would look after me, that she didn't need to worry about it anymore. And I think her coming to visit me in my dreams is her checking up on me. Because she was so worried about she probably knew that she was dying and didn't care what happened to her. She only cared what would happen to me. And that's why, and I I, I should tell both of you, uh, Jan and Shirley, I told Chuck nothing of of my mother, but he and I were talking about her last October, and he picked up on her spirit with me on the way up to the cab. Remember that, Chuck? Yeah, I I remember that, buddy. You know, I'm actually sitting in the uh, in the car, and I and and I, and I remember you, you know, kind of over to the side of me, and you know, that's uh, it's it's really strange. Sometimes sometimes I pick up on those things, and other times I won't. You know, it's uh, it's you know, I I I pretty much say, you know, thanks thanks to God that uh, that I'm able, you know, to to help people, and the, and and that's why I'm in the paranormal or the uh spiritual realm of existence and you know it's uh it's 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 to help people you know through their pain and trials and tribulations and and, and mind you this was the same day i got to meet mike and sean in person for the first time ever and it's still one of the happiest days in my life in part thanks to chuck being able to to give me a ride up to the cabin and back home afterwards and you would think with that understanding that I would be extremely hyper in a good way, you know, all excited, but I felt calm. I felt relaxed. And you can make the argument that I didn't know Chuck very well at the time. At the time. I would argue otherwise, but, and yet I was way calmer than I should be. And I told Chuck at the time, I said, I think that's her coming along to make sure I'm going to be all right and that I have a good time. Because when he asked me a question about her, I had told him nothing, absolutely nothing about her, except possibly that she had died. That's it. I didn't even say when or how, I don't think. And I had a blast that day. So I do believe that our deceased loved ones do check in on us. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's, there is that thin veil. I mean, I can't reach out and touch her. But I do believe that she can make communication with me if she wants to be heard. That's why I don't see her every single time I go to sleep. If mm-hmm. she has something she wants to communicate to me, or if she just wants to see how I'm doing, she'll make herself known to me. And that's something that I'm kind of thankful to God for because I was baptized not long before she passed away. I probably had been a long time ago, but I couldn't remember, so we just did it again. And I remember praying to God before she died that knowing she was going to go, would he make sure I could still stay in touch with her? 
and I believe he has made that possible. Uh, so that makes sense. That makes sense. Hmm. And, and, de- and definitely, you know, you guys really should check out Chuck's book. He, he writes some really good stuff. And aside from his coaching book that he's got out, I think I have every other book he's written. <laughs> yeah, that, you do. That's a, that's a saga of being half an exclusion because it's, a, it's like several first positions combined into one volume that were originally separate volumes. But the content is all there. So technically I have everything but that one book. And it's good stuff. And you guys should definitely check it out. I would definitely recommend the two Midwest Paranormal Road Trips if you're curious about some of the places up in my neck of the woods that are on. Oh, and of course, got a shout-out to Dan Class and the Hinsdale House and the second book. And then, uh, you know, if, if, you're, if you're really interested in the spiritual stuff, I would say peering into the void in uh, its second book. Which one? Oh, the shift of consciousness. That's the second one, isn't it? After clearing the yep. void. Yep. Uh, yep. They, they... Definitely check. Definitely check those two books out. Hey, uh, do you ever make it to like the Southwest? Uh let's see the Southwest. You're you're. Are you talking? I'm in about Arizona. Arizona. I'm in Arizona. Arizona. Okay, um, you know, you know, I was actually in Arizona. Uh, see, back in 2017 and 2018. I, I I haven't been back for a little over a year, but uh, I did my uh, I did my dissertation or grad grad uh, work at Grand Canyon University. They're uh, they're they're in Phoenix. Hmm. Cool. Cause there's a lot of haunted places in Arizona. Oh yeah. Like there's the Arizona Territorial Prison that's supposed to be haunted. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Jerome God. Hotel the Jerome Hotel is haunted. Uh, yeah. Some, that was supposed to be haunted dome. by the guy by the um spirit of a guy that fell down the elevator shaft at the hotel. Yeah. I remember I mean, that. I think he fell down and then the elevator crushed him before he could get up, I think. Definitely. This and, is, then, and then uh, there's some Go ahead, Dan. There's a lot of different places. Those are just the ones I could think of. Yeah, and and, that's what, and you know, just uh, I I, I want to say, uh, just past Camelback Mountain, there's uh there there's like a mining community that's uh that that's supposedly haunted. Um, yeah, there's there there's quite a little bit that you know in in southwestern part of the United States. And then down in Shirley's neck of the woods, she's in Alabama. I think that closest mm-hmm. one to her that I know of is the Sloth's Furnaces. Up in I Birmingham, know, yeah. Up in Birmingham, I know is, is really, really haunted. Yeah, In my neck of the woods, we've got uh, the Black Hawk Hotel in Davenport that has Cary Grant supposedly haunted there. Uh, the uh, Ambrose Hall at St. Ambrose, where I went to school before I had to stop. The upper floor of Ambrose Hall is 
supposedly haunted by the spirit of a priest late at night. But I've never been there that late, so I wouldn't know. And then, Tim, don't don't forget you have the Edinburgh Manor that has 162 documented deaths. Oh, that's another place on my bucket list is Edinburgh Manor. That is definitely. I, that, did uh, Katie's husband? Katie's husband used, did he own that, or did he just work there? Uh, I I, I want to say somebody in the family uh, owns it. That could be. Yeah, I definitely love. That's another place I'd love to go and, and see if I can learn something about the entity known as the Choker that supposedly mm-hmm. roams around the, the basement area of Edinburgh. And that's just in Scotch Grove, which that's near Anamosa, isn't it? Yep. Hop, hop, skip, and a jump. Hop, skip, and a jump from there? Yeah, Edinburgh, Edinburgh is definitely on my bucket list. And, oh, and of course, Malvern. I, did, I didn't. I haven't told anybody this, but on my wall I shared the live feed from the uh, camera pointing down the Shadow Man hallway of Malvern, and yep. I actually heard the, a disembodied voice scream help as loud as possible. They're like, help! And you know, and, 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 and you know Tim, I, I, I just had my event in Malvern. Hmm. I would love to go. I would love to go to Malvern sometime. I I bought the uh, the documentary Randall Crop made of that, and I bought, of course, Seth Rollins one on Ferrar. So I got Ferrar. I got Malvern. I got Edinburgh Manor. These are all on my bucket list. If I can ever get away from the quad cities, not that I don't love it here, I do, but I I need to break away from. From the area and just spread my wings a bit. So I would love to go visit these places sometime. Yeah, that's been kind of cool. I mean, there's place, there's some places I like to visit too. Some haunted, some not. <laughs> I see we're getting down toward the last uh, couple of minutes here. Uh, Chuck, yeah. where can our listeners find you online? Well, you know, if they, uh, if, if, if your listeners want to find me, uh, you know, you can get on Facebook and go Charles Anthony. Uh, check out the Beyond the Light Network. Uh, check out Haunted Road Media. Um, I have a couple of books there, and then uh, check out Charles Banks on uh, on on Amazon. Okay. Oh, was it Charles Banks? What on Amazon? Couldn't quite hear that last part. Yep, uh, it's uh, tr- author Charles Banks on Amazon. I I, okay. I have uh, I have nine different books out uh, currently. Okay, cool. I'll definitely keep that in mind. All right, well, anyway, we are running out of time. And, of course, you know, tomorrow is the Thursday free-for-all. And Friday, of course, is our Naughty Mad Libs. And quick reminder, next week it's all reruns because we're all going to take our summer vacation. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, Chuck, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We, we really yeah, learned a lot. thank you very much, Chuck. Hey, absolutely. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Anyone in the future, you could come back. You know, we might do something else. Absolutely. I still want want to do that original topic, but I've been on a real Ferrar kick of late. That's why I changed the topic to Ferrar. Knowing that you had been to Ferrar at least a couple times, I think. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. That'd be interesting to talk about that. I definitely appreciate you coming by. You have a one-track mind, my brother. Anytime you get uh, <laughs> excited about something, you're there. 
I'm excited <laughs> about Chuck Bang. I'm excited about Chuck Banks when he gets oh. he gets those on edge of the rabbit hole, or when he's the guest <laughs> on edge of the rabbit hole. No lie. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, All right. Lots, lots of love. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming by, Chuck. We appreciate it. All right. Round of applause for Chuck Banks. Yay. Yay. Welcome Yay. back. All right. Well, anyway, um, we're going to wrap this up right here by saying this. Please remember to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us at our website, beyondtheairwaves.weebly.com. If you ever miss an episode, there are three ways you can catch up. First, there's the Stitcher.com app available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle store. Second, you can listen to or download full episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search on the podcast for Beyond the Airways, and you'll find many of our episodes there. So with that in mind, I'm going to say love, peace, and chicken grease. Everybody have a great night. Sleep well, stay safe, and we'll see you tomorrow for the Thursday free-for-all. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thanks for it was a pleasure in. having him. I hope he comes back. I do too. Yeah, he's he's great. He's a great man. He really is. I can't all right, that is all for him. tonight. Yep, that is all for tonight. Have a great night, and remember. You, m- I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. <laughs> you stuttering prick, you. Shut up. <laughs> And then, of course, we got this. I'm Groot. Mm-hmm. I'm Groot. Uh-huh. I'm Groot. Oh, shit! <laughs> and finally, I'm going to use the last one, and I'm going to go for this. Alert! Alert! Evil Martian Flingos have invaded supermarkets across the planet. They have come to steal Earth's ammonia. Shut up! <laughs> All right, that is all for tonight. How about Have a the great colonel? Night. Okay, oh, yeah. all right. One for the colonel. I'm going to go with you. This is a red alert, not a stroll around the deck. Move. Oh, shit! <laughs> all right. Hey, what are you chewing on? Quit chewing on my purse. Oops. Okay, let's get out of here before the dog actually does chew up the purse. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye, All guys. Right. Have a great night. Night, y'all. Night, y'all.